0: Welcome to the 1000 Day Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davey. I am not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I am someone that doesn't drink alcohol and I spend every wicked moment of my life helping other people do the same like right now. I'm going to continue um, giving you the um, audio version of the STRIVE method, how to control alcohol in 30 days before it controls you for 30 years. It's our new book. It's... um, the most cost-effective uh, way that you can experiment in not drinking for thirty days. Okay, so get over to www.thestrivemethod.com uh, to buy the book. It's four seventy-five, and you in dollars, and you can get nine hundred fifteen dollars worth of free bonuses over there. So get over there and get kicking. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to let you know is we've opened up. Um, our strive community on Discord uh, to all you listeners. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, a tiered system. So you don't get access to the Strive Method. That's our paid subscription. But you get access to the community where we can talk and discuss about all things alcohol, all things sobriety, and anything else that you want to talk about in life, right? Living a self led life. So email me at the Strive Method at gmail.com and I'll let you know how to gain access to our Discord channel. Okay. And um, I think that, that that and the book is a really good starter for you. Uh, really low cost, a very efficient way for you to start getting involved in changing your paradigm around alcohol, all right? Anyway, today, we're going to go to day two of the book, and we're going to talk about Harry the Hummingbird. Imagine for one second that you are a black-chinned hummingbird called Harry. You spend most of your time in British Columbia, Canada, migrating to Mexico in the winter. You don't need a map. You don't need an alarm. The fellow members of your charm don't have to remind you. Thanks to evolution, the map is imprinted into your DNA. When the time comes, you and the rest of your charm will take flight and instincts will guide you thanks to your gene-based nervous system. Now imagine one day, while sipping some honey, a crazy Canadian neuroscientist kidnaps you and puts a neocortex inside your skull. Nobody knows it's there. Not you, not your charm. The winter comes and you take flight with the rest of your hummingbird chums. Mexico, here we come. Only this time, you feel a little funny. And midway through your flight, you feel a little hungry. Spotting a flower bed full of golden nectar, you start your descent. The other charm members try to stop you as you deviate from your course. They ask, what are you doing? And you reply that curiosity and hunger have piqued your interest in this flower bed. You argue. And the charm members convince you to remain with them. So you fly away from the flower bed, but an internal battle begins. You hear a voice in your head criticizing you for not visiting the flower bed. And this voice is fighting another one that's telling you how weird you are for even thinking about it. A few miles on, the same thing happens. And again, and again, and again. Curiosity keeps tugging you to investigate your surroundings and eventually, tired and concerned over your disruptive behavior, your charm ostracizes you. You're no longer a member of the charm. You are alone. The neocortex came equipped with a nerve-based learning system that clashed with the gene-based one. Nobody understood it. Nobody understood or accepted you. As someone designed from birth to drink alcohol, you also belong to a charm. These members, yourself included, are guided by the gene-based learning system regarding alcohol. As you go through the cycles of age, childhood, teenage years, early adulthood, you feel a powerful pull towards alcohol, and you don't question it. It's part of your makeup. When Friday comes, it's time to party until Monday comes back into view. Your weekend is your hummingbirds, Mexico. When you decide to be someone that doesn't drink alcohol, the nerve-based learning system comes online. Piqued by curiosity and the desperate need to experiment, you try to stop drinking. The members of your charm react violently towards your decision, mocking and shaming you into getting back on course. As your curiosity rises, as does the din in your mind, as you question the right course of action. A part wants to remain in the charm at all costs, and this part wants you to drink alcohol and criticizes you for not drinking, calling you weird, abnormal, and threatening the life of eternal loneliness. As the noise gets louder and louder, flanked by the charm's incessant chirping about the value of alcohol and the craziness of not drinking, you inevitably succumb. The nerve-based learning system shuts down, the gene-based learning system kicks in. And before you know it, you've forgotten all about the idea of not drinking and are back on course, safe and snug within the charm. Your next steps, just for today, detach from the charm. Follow your curiosity and experiment. Feel the power of being someone that doesn't drink alcohol. Do not allow the fear of the charm to pull you back in. When your parts urge you to get back in line, speak to them and reassure them that everything will be okay. There are 7.8 billion people in the world and you will never be alone. I've been working with Lee Davey for the last three months on my sober journey and he is truly a coach master and thoroughly qualified in um, all areas. Lee is the kind of person that um, never gives up on someone and will work tirelessly to support you to achieve your goals. Um, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend him to anyone. Now, the reason that I wrote this uh, chapter, this day two, is my daughter just wakes up, is when I realized at 35 that I was stuck in this matrix that I had been behaving um, quite mindlessly for three and a half decades, and I really started to think about alcohol and why that I was drinking it, I realized quite quickly that I didn't enjoy drinking alcohol. It. For most of the time, I really, really, f- it felt at odds with me. There was something deep within me, like Neo in the Matrix, that was ringing a bell. And this bell was, I don't like this stuff. So then you got to ask yourself, well, what am I drinking it for then? And the reason that I was drinking it was because that's what we did. We were bred to drink alcohol. And all of my friends drank alcohol. My entire social system was about alcohol. And when I decided that I wasn't going to drink, my friends became quite afraid. They thought there was something wrong with me and it was kind of being protective over that. Um, But also they didn't want that mirror for us in front of their faces. They didn't want to have that internal dialogue with themselves around, you know, well, if Lee's not drinking, why am I drinking? If Lee thinks this is not right, why am I still doing it? They didn't want to have that conversation. That They didn't want to awaken that cognitive dissonance. So in a way, they just carried on with their gene-based learning system, and they didn't, lo- didn't allow their um, nerve-based learning system to kick in. Now, it's worth mentioning that I'm using these as metaphors, right? I'm saying that the gene-based nervous system is a metaphor for when we're stuck in the matrix and we're not really Uh, conscious about our decision to drink alcohol, we are um, part of the invisible, violent, dominant belief system uh, called alcoholism. And the nerve-based learning system is actually when we escape from the matrix, is actually when we start learning the truth about alcohol. Um, And learning the truth about alcohol allows many of us to start learning the truth about life. So once we stop drinking alcohol, for example, we then start asking ourselves, well, what else in life uh, am I not really paying conscious attention to? What else in life have I accepted as true and fact? It's time to reassess my values and my beliefs and my paradigms, and my worldviews to see if they really hold up the scrutiny. Am I being present for my children? Am I being present for my wife? Am I really um, chasing after uh, my goals and dreams in life? Am I playing? Am I having fun? Am I being silly enough? Am I... Um, taking this job that I have and and doing it every day because I love it or am I doing it because that's all I know what to do and then you can start doing that work so this kind of episode if you like this day two this challenge to like for today just be alone just for today feel what it's like to not rely and not lean on your charm and to consider what it would be like to create a new one, one where you would be accepted and loved for wanting to be curiosity, be curious and to follow that curiosity and to experiment and to do different things and not be maligned for it, not be to ostracized for it and not have that fear of being alone. Two different things there, right? Learning to be alone and the comfortableness of that feeling um, and that feeling of just being on your own and being isolated and and that's pretty cool. And that's okay. Feeling the sadness of um, leaving old friends behind, feeling the fear of doing something different. And at the same time, feeling the excitement and the connection and the wonder um, and the depth of communication that can come your way if you find the right people. So there you go. Harry the Hummerbird. If you want to read this book, get over to the StriveMethod.com and uh, get it. And uh, you'll love it. What do you think of my new books here? Harry the Hummingbird? Yeah, Harry the Hummingbird. It's a chapter in my new book. Mm? Hmm? Strange, right? You got a message to the strivers? What? Do you want to say anything to him before I say goodbye? Hi. Hi. She's just woken up. All right. Until next week, folks. Much love. Bye now.